0: Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, five pages, welcome to the Gilded Ram Groghouse room I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and you are joining us on what is effectively the finale of a three part arc uh, with the Good Guy Squad that I am calling uh, Inferno Hearts, really, for lack of a better name. Um, uh, which is an interesting thing because every time I mention Inferno Hearts, I actually uh, earn a small residual as the uh, listed author of Inferno Hearts. Uh, every time I mention it, even from this stage, from my own lips, um, because I am on the stage of the Gilded Ram Grockhouse, and Tea room, uh, they are actually on the hook to play, pay a small fee uh, to my publisher house who takes just a, a little nick off the top and then kicks the rest right down to me um, so every time I mention it I, I did get told that there's a limit to how many times I could mention it tonight so I'm just going to go ahead and hit that limit right now I hope it won't affect my ability to tell the story for the rest of the night but I want to make sure that I get my uh, my maximum payout here so Inferno Hearts, Inferno Hearts Inferno Hearts, Inferno Hearts Inferno Hearts written by Jasper Spitwistle Inferno Hearts, Inferno Hearts um that's all i can bill for that's all the agreed upon mentions right there so um i mean it would be nice to get a little bit of extra uh you know sparkle it's not much it's not much but anything that i can take take and then go down and you know spread around to enrich the people of this fine town i feel is 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 it's my honestly it's my duty um I mean, you may think that I do this purely for my own financial gain, and it's not true. Um, all of the sparkles that I get through licensing dealers and, and basically everything that's not put into my food and uh, drink and um, the occasional lodging bill that they decide to throw at me here at the Gilded Ram. Everything else that I make, I tend to take down to the local brothel and I just spend it there. <laughs> you know, don't, don't get it the wrong way. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a customer in that sense. I don't ever, you know, avail myself of the, uh, of the services of the fine uh, gentlemen and ladies down at the local brothel. I just like to go down and I hand out the money that I've been getting. And, and because they... They do charge if you just sit in the foyer and um, strike up conversations um, with the workers there. Uh, For some reason, that's that's, that's something that they, they have to... I mean, I understand. They're on the clock. You know um in many ways as a, as a, as one of the most well-known entertainers here in mercom i feel it is my duty to you know pass on my good fortune on to others and what what are the people there at the uh, at the local brothel but entertainers you know in a lot of ways um so i sit down and i have conversations with them and then i do pay them for the time um, to have conversations with me and it does not sound sad um I mean, the way I phrased it, it might, but honestly, it's really... It's it's an act of... I wouldn't call it an act of charity. I just call myself a patron of the arts in a lot of ways. Creator and patron of the arts. We're getting way off base. That's really not even what we're here to talk about. Well, last time... The well, good guy squad had got themselves thrown into the local brig, you know, the ship's prison jail situation, you know, it's a cell. It's not really all that exciting, really. Um, anyway, they were in there for reasons unknown to them, and Johnny Wasabi, who was actually my publicist, and it's a very touchy subject for me, um, revealed himself to be uh, someone else, uh, to, to, that, that Johnny Wasabi was somewhat of a nommed plume, um, which sounds... Uh, Like I'm using that terminology wrong Because nom de plume means pin name And he wasn't technically a writer He was a producer but a publisher But as you'll soon find out No, I'm I'm quite accurate That that we're talking nom de plumes here Um, Well, regardless They were all, you know, woken up They're all feeling much better now uh, Except for the fact that the ship is being scuttled And is soon going to, you know Sink to the bottom of the ocean With them on it in a cell That whole death aspect Not really what they had signed up for um, but, you know, what would, it, what would Johnny Wasabi, a.k.a. Johnny Horseradish, be as a grand villain if he didn't sit in monologue for a certain amount of time about the details of the reasoning behind his uh, elaborate plan to murder the good guy squad? He wouldn't be a good villain, basically, is what I'm saying. And so he did that thing, and here's kind of how that went. Why would Johnny Wasabi ever do that thing? He probably wouldn't. But maybe if you knew me by my birth name, Johnny Horseradish. <gasps> I know it's very surprising, but it is I, Johnny Horseradish. Wait, what? No, no, sorry. I, I was just
1: gasping because I, I forgot to tell Beryl to water my chrysanthemums.
2: Oh, they're
3: going to wither in that heat. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh no, it's, it's awful.
3: I never have much of a green thumb for chrysanthemums, but Beryl's the only one I know that can take care of that. So, oh, god. Gosh, we're gonna come back. And there's gonna be they're gonna be herbs by that point. They're gonna be dried up. You can't use chrysanthemum or herbs for nothing. And you, and you've been taking uh, such good care of those things. That you know,
2: I see you out there pruning them all the time. Get them in the oh good yeah, soil. Yeah, the good
1: midnight pruning. That's that's what you need. It's got to be done at midnight. Uh, otherwise, otherwise the 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 exposed stems get too much uh, sunlight.
3: Yeah, well, every—I mean, everyone—even I know—I—I I got the—I got the brownest thumbs, up and you never believe but Even I know that ceresias chrysanthemums need the moonlight for their photosynthesis. They—they they don't use the sun, so you got to prune them at night, or else. Or, all right, collect. I'm just
0: gonna—I guess I'm just gonna leave at this uh, point. Um, it's yeah. a big important part here. All of that very moot because you're all gonna die mm. in this watery grave situation that I have placed all of you in. Um, well,
1: the chrysanthemums.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, the that's the loss to take away from all of this. Absolutely.
2: Um, Mr. Pigglesworth, there's no way that Henry's going to take care of him after, oh no. Wait, who, I'm sorry, wait, why are we, why are, what, what may I ask, may I inquire why, why you're doing this?
3: That's right, that's right. No, I remember, I remember now because my two friends just had sort of a coconut nap they took, they took a little, like, fruity fruity nap because of the gas that you gave to them. Uh, so just just to catch up, he gaslit us for a long time, and quite literally, too. He coconut gaslit us. Now, now that I'm really thinking about it, talking about it, saying it with sort of my mouth, he just kind of coconut gaslit us, and then y'all took a big, big nap.
0: I literally just gassed you. There was not really any lighting
2: involved in it, so it's not— Speaking
3: of, I was wondering why I was tasting Malibu. Mm mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there was rum in it, but it sure did smell like some nasty sort of Bath and Body work situation. Oh, you got that Calgon Hawaiian, Hawaiian tropic scent.
0: It was a Glade, actually. And y'all
3: know, I got them, them big old pasture lungs, so I just held my breath, ran right through. So he didn't get me with the gas, but he got me with it with the gas lighting. Because I was like, "Oh, Johnny Wasabi is a stand up guy." Turns out. He's now Johnny horseradish, which I, I don't know how I feel about that because I, I don't know why it's all white and nasty when wasabi's green. So th- I'm confused about that. Um, but now how does our, how does, uh, you murdering us sort of work into us getting to the island and, and meeting, meeting Jasper and all that? Cause if you murder like, are we going to do that before? Is this like a, a long con watery grave thing? Is this part of sort of the experience from Inferno Hearts? Cause I missed that chapter.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, you, yeah, you okay. forgot Jasper's on the boat, too. So, you know, if you, you sink this, then you destroy one of the world's greatest storytellers. He's going to be oh, awful mad. F-
3: Jasper would hate to see anything happen to his fans. And we're such avid, avid fans. I just, I don't think you're considering Jasper in all of this, really. And as his manager. Uh, Jasper
0: Jasper is Jasper's a non-entity here. We haven't heard from Jasper in... On about half a year now, he could, for all intents and purposes, be dead on the side of a road somewhere, uh, and we're fine with that. Wait, are you
2: telling me that Jasper's dead?
0: Very likely. Oh, we haven't no. heard from him.
2: I I really wanted a sequel to this one.
0: Well, I mean, you'll see him soon. So was it like the, the kind of thing
1: where like his his son finishes his story posthumously? Uh, oh no, or I wrote that or, one.
0: It was, and it, it wasn't that good. I don't know why you're all excited about it, but right. I mean, I but wrote you, that. You one. wrote this.
1: Yeah, I wrote You that should one. really consider a, a crit in in Brighton. Like, it great. was incredible.
0: I had I had really thought about it for a good long time. Um and then some people like broke into my house and murdered my brother. Real real dark oh, stuff in a real bad place for a significant period of time. That's um, terrible.
2: Yeah, I don't love that. I hope
0: you managed to get revenge about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we well, we're getting there.
3: Mr. Mr. Horseradish um what what exactly was your brother's name? If horseradish is a family name, I'm just real. I'm real interested in what your brother's name was. Was it like Jimmy Horseradish or like what is that? Is that sort of a, a gnome de plume nail that you're sort of going with? What gnomes
0: what? don't have plumes? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, my my brother was actually Jimmy Horseradish, which is a name that maybe you wouldn't know, but I'm sure your two compatriots would. I it rings a bell. Um, oh,
2: I'm drawing a blank.
0: Um. Yeah, so you you remember Horseradish Manor and he, you guys uh, t- he went up to his house there and you killed him and there was like some inside out dogs I believe.
2: <gasps> oh, do oh, the inside horse. out dogs! Yeah, yeah, I remember those.
0: Yeah, there was some guy summoning demons or something, wasn't there? It's funny that you don't remember this because this is the exact story that you submitted to this competition that surprisingly won you a trip. That's right to Inferno Hearts, or at least in my uh, version of it, to the bottom of the ocean. So here's
2: here's my question: Was your was your brother maybe a delivery guy? Did he get caught up in all of the, the hubbub when when the Inside Out dogs came? Oh, maybe he was just coming to fix the uh, fix the satellite. I don't know
0: how much of this is Carly not knowing the story. From oh, no, the story. I know. I know exactly what because, the story is. Okay. Because Carol would have had to have known some of this to have written the story that exposed this the fact that they were the ones that killed Jimmy Horseradish to Johnny Horseradish. Her
2: confusion was, is not putting together that this guy's brother is a bad guy rather that he got caught up in <laughs> the
3: commotion. All right. All right. Okay. I think there is. There's got to be a real easy solution to this, right? So I look, Johnny. Can, do you mind if I call you Johnny, or or you feel you feeling a little more comfortable with Mr. Horseradish, something something like that, or maybe like maybe like Wasabi? Like, do you have a fun nickname that you would prefer, or is Johnny all right? I
0: mean, at this point, you just 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 plow right ahead with whatever because you're. I mean, you're running low on on time here. When you give a scuttle order, you don't have a lot of, of options. Right. So I'm just like I'm really I'm just just really getting out 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 of here. I mean, pretty we soon we ain't
3: here. even been recording ten minutes so yet, yeah, so I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you've got a well, lot of you got a lot oh, of right. making. Like you saw Titanic, the ship was sinking for half of
3: it. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, he, Johnny, here's what here's what I'm gonna tell you. I think that we can come to a real good arrangement because I look I understand I'm sure that having a loved one murdered for whatever reason by some folks that then you know wrote a story about it that got you know that got circulated around I can understand how that would be a little difficult um I think that if if we really communicate maybe so sort of join hands in a song real quick something like that I I really think that we can get sort of to to the bottom of this, we I, okay. I have a talking stick in my purse. If I can go back to the room real quick. Oh no, I, I got you covered. I all right. I've always got a talking stick in my bag.
0: You don't have your bag with you.
2: Oh uh. <laughs> uh, but she notices that she's like patting patting to her side. It's like, oh no, oh oh no, my bag. <laughs> you do
0: see it outside of the outside of the bars, like in the <laughs> guard area. Basically, here it's like over to the side because Tallulah did bring it down with her. But it got dropped <laughs> in the like shove her in the uh, cell process.
2: She's reaching through the bars at that point,
3: like come to mama, come to mama. Yeah, Johnny. So I think we could really start the healing process if you would just if you would just scooch that bag a little closer to us. We can get the talking stick, and then we can really start expressing our feelings in a very real and healing way. I think personally that would be the or, best. Or
0: I've got another I've got another possible direction that mm-hmm. we could take this. Um, I could let the boat sink. All of you could die, which would fulfill that whole revenge part I'm trying to get. Um, also, uh, Jasper, who is known to be on this boat, would also perish in the process, uh, thus transferring all of the financial uh, well, windfall, basically, for this amazing book that is obviously everybody. I mean, we're all in agreement, right? I mean, I did a pretty great job. Um, just needed a little foot in the door with the name uh, recognition thing. <laughs>
3: Mr. Mr. Horseradish, um, are yeah. you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you predisposing that in this day and age there would be some kind of name recognized direct deposit situation for all the funds that you receive? Oh, there's a cachet. Book? Oh, okay. All right. There's a
0: cachet associated right. and, with the and, name. Is and what I'm and saying. you can't
3: come up with a cheap disguise to go and pick those those checks up. I I don't. That's nothing. Oh no, I just. I don't it, know that you need to. Fake Jasper it. would
0: be. I mean, but it's already. I mean, he's already here. I might as well. Might as well. It, it, if nothing else, it'll increase sales for Inferno Hearts at least ten, right. tenfold. Trust me, I'm in the li- I'm in the literature business. So Whew. the thing is, um, before
1: your book Inferno Hearts, Jasper's work was awful. I don't know why you'd want to be associated with that name at all. You would have been better off, you know, starting under your own name. Listen, it wasn't good, but you know, it was it was prolific please was, did
0: you read the tale of the crimson night tiger <laughs> it was terrible oh i mean it's 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 kind of a moot point at this point he's a known entity who's gonna sell better than the johnny wasabi story in front of hearts trust me we did a demographic test
2: carol is still pushing her face in between the bars really trying to reach over towards her back all right,
3: all right. uh hey hey F- folks, come come here. Let's 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 huddle up. I think I got a plan, Johnny. We we don't we don't need you for this right now because I I really think we're gonna get to some healing.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Goodbye.
1: And he leaves. <laughs> As you're leaving, Jeff calls out,
3: "Your brother was
2: a dick." <laughs> uh, t- Tallulah, do you think maybe you could gather around the bars? I'm pretty sure I got my head stuck over here.
1: Jeff fishes into his pocket and pulls out a length of string which has a little hook tied to the end because he has a stunt always making useful things you don't ever have to spend a fate point to declare that you have the proper tools for a particular job using crafts even in extreme situations like being imprisoned and separated from all your stuff
3: (laughs) hell yes hell yes
1: Mm -hmm. so he uses it swings it around to to hook carol's bag and pull
0: it over to the bus all right you're gonna have to roll something for that because even if you have the tool you still gotta roll to use fair enough that is a four okay you hook a bag it hooks into the uh the bag but it's like it's hooked on fabric so like as you're pulling it it's also like pulling it way that makes you think that like if you pull too hard it's gonna rip but it's coming towards you so you'll get it there but the whole time, you and Carol are both going to be feeling like you're going to destroy this bag. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting it very, very slowly. Sorry, sorry, Carol. Oh, that uh, uh, one oh, hurt. I,
1: I, it's, it's <laughs> I, if I'm just really careful, hopefully we'll only have minimum holes. I mean, you could repair a hole, can't you?
2: Oh, just She's just really backseat driving your whole experience <laughs> of dragging this thing over. A little to the left. No, no, gentle, gentle. Slow down. Okay. Now, a little. No. (laughs) Jeff.
0: Somebody recut this audio into something very different. No. In the
2: future.
3: And it's going to be. Nope.
0: It's going to be a whole mood.
3: Damn. Love that. I love that journey for this episode.
0: So uh, uh,
1: eventually we we get the bag, I assume.
2: When the bag is there, uh, Carol immediately reaches into it to grab some WD 40 so she can dislodge her. A uh, head from these <laughs> bars.
0: All right, your head now has the property plus one
1: grease.
3: Ah, great.
0: So, Tallulah, <laughs> what was what's your your plan?
3: All right, all right. I think the only way that we can defeat Johnny Wasabi because it, it sa- first of all, it sounds like we're going to have to we're going to have to defeat him at least a little bit in order to sit down, and talk to him, and really teach him the rules of the talking stick. Because I really don't think he sort of got that concept when we mentioned it to him the first time carol passes you her stick but it's actually like a very a very
2: small rain stick she's like oh it's Perfect. filled with my son's baby teeth oh
3: <laughs> that that is so great and so personal thank you carol. it's 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 got a great sound is it just the one son or is it all the son's baby teeth sort oh of no both of them All right, that still seems like a whole lot of teeth for just two little mouths. They they were small. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rate in which your children lose teeth, and I'm not going to comment on it right now. What I am going to say is that just because I have I have the talking stick, I think that sort of our best bet to defeat Johnny uh, nail horseradish because uh, he knows a whole lot about us. It seems we don't know that whole much about him because we just learned his last name just several seconds ago. Uh, what we do know is that he wrote Inferno Hearts, which I which was a big shock to me. Um, but I think I think you can only write a book like that if it comes from something very real because it, it was it was some very real passages in that book so what I'm saying is that we have a lot of information about Johnny Horseradish that we can get from this book vis a sort of his sexual proclivities and I think we gotta we have to find a way to utilize that information in order to sort of get him to sit down and have a very open and honest conversation with him about the death of his brother because I don't think he's grieved properly so if we could use his sexual proclivities to get him into like through all the five stages mm of grieving mm. into acceptance and then stopping the boat from sinking i think that's gonna be that, our that's best that's a bet. good idea
2: yep.
1: <laughs> uh carol do you, do you have a uh, small gnome-sized rubber suit in your bag that i can wear oh <laughs>
2: uh, um, yeah i i mean i've still got the kids some of the kids halloween costumes in here and and one of them went perfect just- the man bat at one point. So let me just check and make sure it's in there.
0: Even if she didn't, you do have this one stunt that says you always have the proper uh, for
2: any
0: situation. <laughs> you don't have to use a fate point to declare that God, you have a rubber suit that is gnome size.
2: I want this to happen. And I got a three. So.
0: Oh, yeah. You've got two of them.
2: <laughs> I, I, pull out, I pull out one that is Jeff's size. Two
0: sizes too small and one that's two sizes too big. Yes.
2: How dare you? No, it fits in perfectly. He is the knight.
0: Depends on your perspective.
3: <laughs> well, I th- I, we can use some hair clips. I think you got some barrettes in the back. We can hair clip the back of it there. So just so it cinches in real nice on his little body. Sometimes they do that in bridal shops, you know? because They don't always have every dress size in stock. So well, I think something similar like that can work just fine. Now, um... Wait, what? Uh, why do you need this? Yeah, wh- what's the gimp suit for?
1: Well, once I dress up, I will look exactly like Beretic Crumble Snatch from the book.
3: Nice. All right. Oh, that right. scene. Oh, oh dear. We are we are gonna solve a problem with cosplay. I love that. All right. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm in this. I'm in this velvet dress. Is there a way that we uh, let's hold on? And she starts like ripping the sides of it off and into this like shorter situation and it's just all right carol if i could have a a bowler hat um i don't know if you have one of those sort of in your bag but if i could have a bowler hat real quick and uh just sort of like 30 to 40 ostrich feathers i think i could i could dress up as one of the as one of the women on the elevator
2: uh yeah let me just check in here and she says she pulls out an entire outfit and she's like oh okay well This won't exactly work, but I think I could use this to play, to play the mother character. He's got so many issues with his mother. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I bet we can, we can play on some of that, but also here's your bowler and ostrich feathers. (laughs) Perfect. I will spend another fake point on that.
0: I, I mean at this point, these are all aesthetics. I'm perfectly okay. fine with you guys having bowlers and feathers and things of that nature. Adam,
1: if this rubber gimp suit was looped up in it's some way, would I be able to suit. slip
0: through the slip through the buzz With an appropriate uh with a, like an appropriate role, I I feel like you probably Also could. I
2: have all this WD-I <laughs>
0: was gonna say you got WD forty.
2: <laughs> this Wyvern Dragon 40. <laughs>
0: Wyvern Dragon 40 and uh, a, a little bit of a, a roll on the right skill. Then
2: you I have.
1: don't have athletics, so this might be difficult. But if I get myself a bit wedged in there, could the other two assist with a bit of a strength shove?
3: Yeah, a little to push. squeeze me through. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know what the long term effects on your body will be, but absolutely.
3: Uh, I don't know. I'll help. I'll help with a little. I'll help with a little. Well, shove. that's
0: a minus two.
3: All right. So, all right. We need all hands on deck. Shoving this boy. So yeah. I'm
1: fully wedged in there. This didn't quite go according to I, plan.
3: I didn't do. I didn't do well. I got a negative one for self.
2: Ooh, I got two. <laughs> <laughs> I got good raw yeah. mom strength.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Jeff, you are getting pushed into these bars, and you're getting pushed in these bars pretty hard. But like you are not making it through these bars right now. Like it is not happening. It is it hurts? It hurts a lot.
3: Uh, all right. Okay. Um. I don't. Yep. Okay. I don't know that this is really working. <laughs> well,
0: what, what if you take a, a
1: run up, it it might like break a rib or something. But I'll, I'll get through.
3: Oh. Oh no. I. I think. I think I figured it out. Carol, your face is still nice and greased up from where we had to sort of yank that back out. If you just sort of rub, <laughs> rub your face. <laughs> If you can rub your face on the sides of
0: Jeff's body, I mean, I'm pretty sure she already greased him up with WD-40. I don't know that that's going to add much.
2: I just wanted to oh, say it. You
0: just—that's just the thing you wanted to happen. I just wanted
2: to say it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to badly to say it. Okay, that <laughs> wasn't helpful. Well, let me let me just give it the old college try. I mean, I I, I was uh, pretty. Pretty mean machine back in my roller derby days. So uh I could probably give this a run and push. Do you want do you want me to
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: <gasps> Ooh. I got four. Ooh.
0: Okay. So so Yeah, that's exactly the sound that happens as Jeff gets like launched through these bars. <gasps> he hits the wall opposite the cells because he he launches out with such velocity. Jeff, you do dislocate locate a shoulder. Mm-hmm. This is a trick shoulder, though. This isn't the first time you've ever dislocated this shoulder. It won't be the last time, unless you die here, in which case so it will be. just lethal weapon it back into place. You lethal weapon it back into place. But yeah, you, you're going to take one stress, uh, or, I mean, I mean, a stress is not the end of the world. Yeah.
3: All right, all right. So now we just got to get me and Carol out. Unless, unless you you can do the key from the outside, that'd be great. Can
1: I spend a fake point to declare that there is a lever on the wall which opens all the jail cells?
3: <laughs>
0: mm, gosh, would there be a lever on the wall that opens all the jail cells? I mean, I guess so. There's probably only one cell anyway. I'd imagine, but yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just the it's just the one. I don't think it'd be like what, like. I think it's just, I think it is just like an old, like manual turn a key type thing. I don't think it's like wired up and shit, but I mean, there's, like. I mean, there's things in this place that I guess I could describe now that you are out of the jail cell. Like, it looks like there are like some guard lockers along one wall They all also look to be padlocked shut. But, you know, you haven't inspected any of that yet. There is a big desk that's like a two-sided desk with a chair on either side of it that, like, a couple people can sit at. And there are desk drawers all on both sides of that. And then there is a oil lantern on the desk that is currently off. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, I'm quite flammable at the moment, so I'll cape that off if
1: you don't mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Perfect. I, I search through the desk drawers
0: and stuff. See if I can find keys or... Okay. The desk drawer contains... One, they're, they're pretty empty. There is some paperwork in there that looks like people have been like just taking paperwork they were supposed to be filing and just uh, stuffing it in their desk drawer to handle it at some different time and in the future. One side, there is a note in one of the desk drawers. And as you pull it out, it says, Carl, please make sure you take more care with what you do with the keys to the cell. We're only supposed to keep them on our guard keychains, not... Just sitting out, willy-nilly, where any prisoner that managed to escape from the cell could steal them. We cannot leave jail cell keys sitting around. Just to make sure that you do not lose it again, I've taped it underneath your desk chair. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> uh, I check under all the chairs. Yep, there's no key under there. Carl must have found it. How um, dare you? Steven Damn it.
3: We really thought we were onto something.
0: <laughs> no, there is a key under there. I just, I just felt Aww.
3: like double reversing you. Rascal. You find
2: a
0: key. Uh, I open
1: the, I assume it's the key for a cell and <laughs> open it. <laughs> it wasn't going to be, but it is now. Yes.
0: <laughs> I opened the, the door and let them out. Yep, the door opens. Actually, opens pretty easily. It, actually, when you when you turn the key, uh, it doesn't open. But then when you turn it back the other way, it does. Maybe they forgot to lock it. And it, it. opens it's really
1: out. silently because of all the WD-40 on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: somebody takes care of, of this
1: thing. the
3: quietest fucking brig, brig door. All right. All right. That's great. Okay. This is step one, I think. And now sort of we just find uh, jo- Johnny Horseradish and then use his sexual proclivities to get him through all five stages of grief. I, yeah. I, easy. That's easy peasy now that we got out of the cell, honestly.
0: I'm going to need everybody to make a roll, but I got to remember what type of roll it is. <laughs>
3: Um.
0: So as you guys are working uh, your way out into the freedom uh, Beyond the Cell... We need each of you to make a uh either an athletics or physique roll to uh adjust to the fact that the floor is starting to tilt. Two.
3: Three. Um, two.
0: Okay. Uh so you all kind of like stumble a little bit, but you keep your footing underneath you. But yeah, the the room is uh lilting and sloping downhill left to right. Not a lot, but any in a boat more so than just the gentle rocking of the waves. Like the fact that it is tilting front to back is not a good sign. Probably. It also doesn't help. that I'm a greased up mob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I wouldn't say that adds to the stability of you being in a greased up gimp suit. Sure. I don't think.
0: hmm. hmm. All right. Uh, if you remember, you guys are kind of deep in the bowels of the ship right now. Um, this is a gigantic ship. You are surrounded by water. In more directions than you would like, I suppose, at this point, and you got some climbing to do to get even out of here to a deck where you could reassess your exit All strategy. Right, can,
3: uh, because um, because she was like entirely awake and everything through this sort of path down to the brig, can we say that Talula remembers the the fucking path to get like up and out to the deck? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. She's yes. going to take that sort of direct path that they went through to like run back up to the deck and she meets no guards. As
0: soon as you no, get
3: No, Adam, I, no, Adam. No. On, as soon I wasn't as finished. Get- she meets no guards nah. and no one opposes her and we see Johnny Horse Radish up on up on the poop deck ready for a showdown.
0: Two out of three. So she sees no guards. No one is opposing her. But as she reaches the first stairwell, there are a bunch of barrels. Apparently, like stuff in the cargo hold uh, one floor up from where you are right now has started to shift and slide around. So the... Passageway to get through uh the stairwell you're gonna have to do some extra climbing over some boxes, some barrels smells like there's onions in here and it's questionable to you as you're moving through it why they would even bother to bring all of the supplies for a full voyage if he had fully planned on uh just sinking it but this is theater and showmanship, I suppose, so you guys are gonna need to make. Again, it's going to be like a physique roll, I think, for this one to just like squeeze through and move around these boxes and in crates and not get smooshed as they're moving around. Neutral.
3: Two. I'm having a great day. I got another two.
0: Okay. well, Tallulah and Carol, you guys are managing to make it through. You notice that Jeff is not having as easy a time as he tries to climb up like over some of these barrels and boxes that you're going to have to like scramble over his like footing slips here or there on on the handrails and things like that. It's not helping that he is so greased up <laughs> and also shorter than everyone else.
3: Of, co- of course his footing slipped. It was a handrail Adam. How fucking how fucking dumb do you think we are? Of course his footing slipped
0: hmm.
2: okay.
1: yeah. It's good. Yeah it's very good. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like Tallulah's a a a live like Pilates uh, long gal, and she's gonna reach down and grab uh grab Jeff in a good hole. Maybe she grabs the neck of the gimp suit. What's the most effective place to? I mean, there's a leash. (laughs) 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: it's just a real short one.
1: Because when the kids went trick or treating, Carol had to keep a, a handle on them yeah. to make sure they didn't run off.
2: And... Oh, yeah. Once you get sugar in them, it's all over. <laughs> it's
0: less a leash and more like a suitcase handle sewn onto the back of the neck of the <laughs> suit.
3: <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> um, she's going to try to reach out and grab a hold of that to help, uh, like, right Jeff and also kind of pull him up the rest of the way.
0: Okay, yeah, that's fine. You rolled a two, so we're going to say you're good enough to, to help him up there as well. So you guys make it to the top of the stairs. This whole cargo area is full of, like, onions. There's a lot of onions. They planned on a lot of onions for some reason in this thing. And potatoes. You do see a small dog eating one of the potatoes. It's not even
2: cooked. No!
0: no! <laughs> ah! As you all see this and, and react in horror, the dog does freak out and run away. He does run up a different stairwell, so hopefully he's going to be okay.
3: Tallulah runs forward and bends over and looks and goes, "Oh, all right, y'all, you don't have to worry. Clearly, these potatoes have been boiled and they have not had seasonings added to them. So I think that doggies just going oh. to be just fine." <laughs> just oh, I would have been thinking potatoes. about that all night. No, they weren't raw. It was. It's all right. It's all right.
1: So he's still going to be poisoned. He's going to drown. That's, that's...
3: all right all right all right gimsuit downer all right debbie downer let's let's turn that smile right upside (laughs) down because we've got to find a man get him through the four the five stages of grief sort of with his sexual proclivities and also maybe his choice of dog breeds because i guess we learned that about him because i don't if if hey if johnny (laughs) horserash didn't bring that doggy on board i don't know who did uh, but yeah, no, he's got he's got a fetish for onions Which we kind of, he kind of I think that was subtextually obvious Sort of through the Inferno Hearts There was a lot of moving platforms That this gentleman sort of need, had his protagonist get down on Which I think leads into why this boat's just a-rockin' I think he, he gets s- sort of something out of this So, alright, I think we can build a plan out of those two facts Wow Everybody
0: roll a lore <laughs> The lore of Inferno Hearts. Everyone roll an Inferno Hearts lore roll.
3: (laughs) I think being sexually aroused by both onions and moving platforms is more than enough for this, Adam. Uh Uh-huh. Nothing. Zero. (laughs) I got a one. Four. Oh. Jeff. Jeff took notes. I read
0: the fuck out of that book. (laughs) 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 Jeff did notes in the margin on this thing. And one thing, Jeff, that you noticed... Is every time there was a dramatic situation in the book where escape was necessary, the same thing came to rescue, and it was Jimmy the Griffin, uh, named after his brother, now that you realize it. But Jimmy the Griffin... Was the lead character's uh, stalwart companion and would always swoop in to rescue. And in all descriptions, Jimmy the Griffin is described as the most majestic creature in the universe. And you're beginning to think that if there was an escape route for Johnny on this boat, it was probably a Griffin on a Griffin launch pad.
2: Wow, that is a lot to. Which infer. is like kind of
0: like a helicopter pad. Yeah, but it has wow. a G instead of an H.
3: Wow. There's a lot to unpack there because we're now establishing sort of that this canon, very cheaply written erotica had a lot of dire situations that required saving (laughs) (laughs) by by Uh a a flying animal.
1: I always Mm -hmm. assumed it was like an erotic Indiana Jones type Adventure. Honestly, yeah. but there's a Griffin. Honestly, what I'm what yeah. I'm
3: mostly worried about is that I think we're
0: Griffin is like the short round
1: in yeah, this. Yeah, no, I'm
3: I'm I worried guess. that we're infringing upon sort of the Game of Thrones IP. You know, a real cheaply written erotic thriller with <laughs> fucking fly- flyers.
0: They don't have Griffins. They have
3: dragons. I think you caught Oh, very different. Okay. I think I think you, you know, found all like Daenerys, and then copy and pasted horseradish on top of it.
0: I mean, I didn't write the book. I don't think you noticed this, but I didn't actually write a book called Inferno Hearts. I didn't. Game of Thrones doesn't exist in this world, so
3: I there's no copyright That's why issues. we never die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the only one with true plot armor. You're the only one that showed oh, that's up right. in, a, in, a, in, in the future. So Tallulah, we at least know, can't <laughs> die here.
3: She can, she, she can drown pretty bad, though. She can, she can get wet.
0: Anyway, you're just thinking about a griffin. You're just generally thinking about how, how yeah. that griffin showed up all the time, and you probably named that griffin after his brother, and you do hear a distant squawk of a of a large bird
1: creature. Oh, wow. I, I bet that's Jimmy. Jimmy the griffin. Do you remember Jimmy the griffin from the book? Oh, how how could you o- forget, Always Jimmy? came along at the last moment. Uh, There's got to be a, a griffin landing pad on this ship somewhere, probably at the, the highest point. Probably a big G on the ground.
3: I think you're on to something, Jeff. And I, I think we can't get there fast enough. And Tulu's gonna run behind him and because he's still very greased up, Tulu's just gonna push him at full speed like a fucking shopping cart. <laughs> I'm just uh-huh. slide. <laughs> but, All right, point hey, steer steer me in the right direction, Jeff. Don't let me t- don't let me push you the wrong way.
0: You're just like shuffleboarding me. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I am.
3: I'm shuffleboarding Jeff.
0: Alright, so you're heading back up. You go uh if you're going to the highest point that would be like the suite area that you guys were in you would go there and then there was like one stairwell in that area that like probably has like rooftop access i guess if you would consider it a roof like the highest point is those uh yeah yeah i mean
1: obviously like the highest deck not like the crow's nest
0: yeah so that's where you're going and uh you get back up to your suite areas and you head up this uh this stairwell And the door at the top is locked, but you try it again and it's unlocked because time. And then (laughs) as you throw the door open, the wind is whipping around, both because you're on a ship traveling kind of of quickly and also because the helicopter blades, I mean the griffin wings, are flapping as it is preparing for takeoff as Jimmy Horseradish has his back turned to you with his hair whipping in the breeze, preparing to jump onto this griffin and fly off into the night. Okay, um,
2: I know what I want to do. Okay. I want to reach into my bag, and I'll make another roll for this. And I want to pull out a giant T-bone steak so that I can throw it to the griffin, And he'll be too busy eating this delicious hunk of meat to be able to take off.
0: I love this. I love this. I would like to point out that in my world, Griffins are pescatarians, Uh, but... um, I
2: throw him a giant cabbage.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that
2: works.
0: (laughs) Isn't a pescatarian fish. Yeah. I mean, but they would also eat cabbage.
2: I throw him a giant cabbage fish.
0: Oh. Griffins love cabbage fish.
3: Carly's been watching yeah. a lot of Avatar The Last Airbender. Clearly. I have been, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so have yeah, I. Yeah,
3: it has a, has a lot of cabbage fields.
2: A lot
1: cabbage fish in Avatar. No, Airbenders. but all the
2: animals are two animals, like like yeah. a duck bear or a mm-hmm. a penguin seal. And or, there's
3: also a
0: cabbage. They they're all wuzzles. <laughs> and
3: there's also a cabbage salesman that keeps getting his fucking car My like cabbages. My like cabbages. Yeah, it's great.
0: Uh, yeah, so cabbage fish. Congratulations, you have you have created a creature in this world—the cabbage
2: fish. He's a layered fish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> maybe it's like the maybe it's like the blobfish where cabbage fish look really cool and normal when you get them like deep down in sort of the that part of the ocean that they're supposed to live in. But if you pull them up, but then they you just bring them up of like, and they're bleh. like, oh, yeah, they just sort of <laughs> disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they give off a real bitter smell, which is good in this yeah. situation because the griffin notices like as soon as you pull it out of your purse.
2: And and he, like, the griffin, like, hops up with his butt in the air, his his face down to the ground, and he's wagging his, his griffin tail, and I throw it the opposite direction.
0: All right, the wind catches it, and it flies off of the side oh, of the no. boat, and the griffin dives after it.
3: Had Johnny mounted him?
0: No, nope. Johnny's just okay. standing there at this point.
3: <laughs> he's like, oh, hell,
0: my griffin, I, I need that. Uh, Jeff goes,
3: hey,
1: jo- Johnny. Look what I'm wearing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What? Oh, oh, Jeff, there's some connotations to that that I don't think you're considering. Oh, oh, God.
2: Nor are you ready for.
0: Um, listen, I don't know what's going on here. I, yeah, I thought Griffin was pretty, pretty necessary, I think, for all of us, um, in any of us. I mean. Me, me now. Johnny,
3: what what I'm seeing right now is that you aren't holding the talking stick. So as a show of good faith, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk, walk over here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand you this talking stick. And then and then now you can you can sort of talk about how your plan was kind of foiled by us. And it's going to, you know, make it difficult for you to get away with this murder that you were planning on. And that's probably real difficult because that's how you saw your day going. So here, go ahead. You go ahead and talk your truth right now with this talking stick. Here you go. It's filth with my children's teeth.
0: Uh, he takes the talking mm-hmm. stick. He looks at it for a second and he lifts it above his head. And brings it down over one knee, and it shatters. And the teeth of Carol's children uh, spray across the deck of the ship. And he says, "I don't have time for this."
2: Uh, to that, Carol is looking down at the ship, and she's got like very anime, like very anime, where you can't see her eyes. It's just oh, yes. all dark, um, and she. She, like, her head will whip up. And she's just got like this intense look on her face and she starts walking with a purpose towards Johnny. It's like, I had to discipline your brother and now I'm going to have to discipline you. And I will make a roll to bend this
3: dude over my fucking knee and give him a real <laughs> smack on his butt. I I would like to assist by putting him in a, in a headlock to keep him ready.
2: <laughs> and I'm also dressed like his mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you are. Okay, so then is this is this a physical or a psychic attack at this point? <laughs> Ooh, a little above. <laughs> a Physical or mental attack. Palomas uh, well, um, is definitely right. physical. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna have to do a okay. physical role. Uh, Alright, that's both of you right, are actually. very
3: middling rolls, so and now's the time. Now's the time. Uh, okay, I got two. If, if I assume that I have nothing to physique because I don't have a character sheet for this lady, I also got a two, which is not too bad. Could we okay. say that Tallulah's physique Because then I make, I got a three, baby.
0: Um, Sure. If you would like that to be one of her skills, that's great. Uh, unfortunately for you, he rolled four on no!
2: both of those. No.
0: So he, Tallulah tries to grab him to put him into like a full Nelson, which is, or a headlock, or one of these wrestling moves that is apparently her thing. And he just kind of, he just kind of like, Pulls himself right out of it. Like he is tough to get a hand on. He's pretty stringy, but he's a wiry Mm. dude. And then Carol tries to like grab him and throw him over his knee. But he does like this weird, sick, almost judo flip. Lands on his feet on the other side of her knee. And you're like, damn, that's pretty sweet. And he like spins around. He's like, yeah.
2: (gasps) Johnny, you get over here right now.
0: How close to the
1: edge is Johnny?
0: Well, physically, uh, or emotionally?
1: Like physically the edge of the deck that we're standing on. Ah, uh, he's a good 15, 15 feet away from the edge of the deck. So Jeff charges at him and goes into like a slip and slide type move. Yes. Um, at his business. legs.
3: Risky the, business, The idea being that
1: Johnny will fall on top of him and be carried along with Jeff off the edge of the deck. Whether we fall into a deck
0: below or straight into the ocean, who knows? That's up to you. Yeah, so you have an option here. Like, you know that if you're heading towards the front of the boat with this attack, like, you know you would fall to a lower deck, but it would be a fall. If you're going, like, laterally... Yeah, I'm imagining going sideways. Okay, if you're going to the side, then... So I might end up in the... It might be a roll to figure that out, what happens there.
1: So I'm slipping and sliding into
0: him. Okay, so that's gonna... I guess that'd be like an athletics or a physique i guess you could make an argument for either he's gonna try to avoid it obviously minus two so that's good Uh, okay but you do manage to grease up the floor he jumps over you which isn't that hard because you are tiny why don't you go ahead and make an athletics roll to catch yourself from falling off of the side of the boat here uh that's one Okay, so we'll say that you go over the edge to Carol and to Lula's eyes. Jeff just fell off the boat. And to Johnny's eyes, Jeff just fell off the boat. But Jeff, you did fall over the side, but you like caught a little piece of like conduit that was on the side of the boat. And so you're hanging right over the edge where they can't see you, but you will have to climb up on your next turn and you're With water below me or with like deck below me? There is deck below you, but it is going to hurt to fall. Because if you remember, like you're on top of the suites, yeah, yeah, the suites were two floors, so it's like a two story fall to the next deck.
3: <gasps> oh, oh my God, Je- Jeff! God that yell. Yeah. Um, Tallulah is gonna like, Tallulah is gonna go into um what uh, some of our listeners that enjoy Dungeons and Dragons might refer to as a rage, mm-hmm. and she's going to like Phoebe run wildly at this man and. I, once again, I, um, I I feel like she wants she she wants to judo him down into a hold because she's now trying she's gone she's gone full like little sister feral where she's gonna try to like climb nah. on top of his shoulders and then give him a wet willy. Like that <laughs> that energy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she's gonna like yeah. try to like flying a flying Fucking squirrel leap and then like grab her legs around him like a fucking like a like a attack backpack and then ram him down okay. and climb on top of him.
0: Sounds good. Alright,
3: dice. That was a that was a great description of a move. So if you fail me now, i gonna be yeah. Ill. Oh my god, one 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 flew off of the deck. The desk. I'm re-rolling it. Oh my god, it fell off
2: again. <laughs> you are so scared.
0: Are you sure you're not graced up? Yeah, I I pre- <laughs> I will tell you the threshold is pretty low. The threshold's okay, well, pretty low here. I lost that
3: one, so I'm going to re-roll one that was a neutral. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay, okay. So, if we use the aforementioned plus 1 to physique, she did get a 4 this time.
0: Mhm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you had to beat neutral oh. because I rolled two negatives <laughs> and he yeah. has plus 2. So, you you catch him full force as he like turns around from jumping over Jeff and he's like again like smugly like showing off that it like nothing to him, nothing to him. And Tallulah is in a full run and like squirrel attacks him <laughs> and like jumps like a on him. Uh, like, yes. a, yeah. And he falls into this grease and goes sliding towards the edge. Tallulah, why don't you make an athletics check to jump back off of him? Because he's going like your inertia was enough that with this grease, it's going to carry him clean off the edge right after Jeff.
3: What are the odds that I'm going to have two good rolls in a row? Uh, not great. Uh, I got a one athletics. I got a one.
0: Okay, so you do manage to jump off, but you don't like brace yourself very well. So you have an option, I guess. You could either make it off of this man who is careening towards the ledge and you're going to take a stress hitting the ground on it or you can carry on and fall right over the ledge.
3: Yeah, I think I think she'll hop off and like twist her ankle in in the process.
0: All right, so you guys watch as uh, Johnny Horseradish goes flying off the edge. Okay,
2: hold on, hold on. I got it. Okay, so I see Jeff going off the edge, and I want to reach into my my bag, pull out another cabbage fish, and toss it right over by where Jeff fell off in hopes that the griffin smells it, and... Comes flying up towards there, so Jeff can get onto the Griffin.
0: All right, here's what happens. So Johnny f- goes sliding over the edge, and you guys see him fall into the wake below. Uh, you guys don't know that Jeff is hanging there, but you still do this last minute, this last minute uh, attempt. And before the cabbage fish even comes out of your purse. Johnny is slowly rising up over the ledge as he has landed on the griffin that is now like raising him back up right over the edge. But then you pull out this cabbage fish to toss it and the griffin just like twists weirdly in the air towards it. And the smug looking Johnny just completely does not expect this and falls off of the griffin and plunges into the icy water below. Jeff wants to try and grab him. And save him from falling into the water. Okay, this man weighs probably four times as much as you. Uh huh. And you're greased, but yeah, let's go for
2: this. I'm a good guy.
0: I've got to try and save.
1: Sure, you're a good guy. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: I I did roll four pluses. Okay. Basically nat twenty. Um. Yeah, I guess you can grab him, but it's it's that. You grab a hold of him, and you manage to, like, catch him. Yeah, it's going to be the jerk that gets me. But, yeah, it's that moment where, like, he is slowly slipping out of your hand. Yeah. It's that real uh, diehard Hans Gruber moment, and he looks up at you with just utter contempt. Hold hold on! Hold on! Don't don't give up! I've got you! He looks you dead in the eyes, and he says, Jeff, you're not as sexy as you think you are. (laughs) And he wiggles what? his hand free. No.
2: <laughs> no
0: what? Uh, he, falls, he falls two stories onto the deck below and breaks one of his legs. And he's like, oh, sh- oh, oh, this hurts.
2: I've got some children's Tylenol. Do you want me to throw you any down?
3: Yes! I feel like all this screaming would bring uh, Tallulah and Carol probably to the edge of the boat and then they would see Jeff is there and could help him scramble up.
0: (laughs) Combat is over. You have befriended the griffin. So... With everything that is presented to you, you guys can kind of tell me how, it, where it goes from here. You have a incapacitated Johnny Horseradish. You do have a sinking boat that is free of life rafts because everybody is apparently like the people that were on the boat working have all managed to, to, to make it off of the boat. Evan Spentangular's safe. Right? Oh, God. Evan Spentangular's safe. You yeah. see that one little dog <laughs> who's gnawing on a, a boiled potato. He's on one of the lifeboats. Everything's cool.
2: I would love it if our group, with our befriended Griffin, I mean, we came all this way, we're, we'll ride that Griffin to Inferno Island. Yeah. <laughs> to continue our holiday. Absolutely.
0: You see a dark plume of smoke and a faint orange glow in the distance that are the telltale signs of uh, Heart of Inferno Island. You will make it there before every one of the evacuation vessels makes it there, because that's the only place that they can paddle those lifeboats to. But man, maybe there's a party awaiting.
1: Yeah, I mean, they went through so much trouble with the suites and stuff. I'm sure they actually did organize a party and stuff.
3: I think that all the good guys would sit like like one right after another on this like a like a triple bicycle, and I think that that we would have him carry Johnny sort of in his front talons. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Griffin drops Johnny a couple of times on the way to the island, but like you guys make sure he circles back around and picks him back up each time.
1: <laughs> it ends with us all on the beach on like deck chair recliner type things sipping mai, mai tais.
2: tais. Yeah. All reading Inferno Hearts. <laughs> oh yeah. As
0: as Jeff gets sprayed down with WD forties <laughs> and is like this is a pretty good sunscreen actually.
2: <laughs> uh, as his
0: skin's slowly sizzling.
1: <laughs> but he's he's got very like leathery skin anyway, like very sun worn skin.
0: So so it's not it's much. like an old, old pictures, Mitt. You do want to grease that down with
1: some.
2: Johnny's WD-40. in a jail yeah. made of Um, palm fronds and (laughs) bamboo shoots (laughs) right behind us (laughs) I am still severely injured (laughs) oh Johnny we all clink glasses and laugh
0: and so that was pretty much it. You know, all, the, all, all sewn up in a bow. Um, they managed to, to make it back from the island with no real ill effects. Um, Johnny Horseradish did uh, walk with a limp for the rest of his days, but he actually saw no jail time from, from this particular incident. It was determined that all of the things that could technically be considered a crime um, actually happened out at sea. Uh, and maritime law in those days was very... Very tricky. Um, so international waters, that kind of thing, there was no court in the land that could really um, hold him accountable for its actions. So, I mean, he got off scot free and just walked on the whole. Well, he didn't really walk um, kind of ever again. Um, it was kind of more of a, of a loose shuffle for that fella for the rest of his days. Um, he was right after this whole situation, interestingly enough. He was accosted by a group called the Griffin Liberation Army. They considered the griffin to be a, a uniquely noble beast that, uh, should never be ridden. Um, and, uh, he was enemy number one on their watch list really after it was revealed that he had kind of, well, I mean, I don't want to say that he ghost wrote Inferno Hearts, um, Because that's not accurate. I mean, in in the story that you've heard so far, you know, he did say a lot of, I wrote Inferno Hearts, of course I wrote it all. Jasper did nothing. It was born out of my world, though. Like, it was in the Jasperverse, you know? So it was kind of a fandom type of a a thing that I eventually then lifted up uh, with my name uh, to the level of the rest of my works. And at the end of the day, um, I'm the one that's getting all the residuals for it, so um, it must be my work. Um, but he was—it um, was—it was known that he he did a lot of the Griffin um, insert uh, in, in that story where it was Griffin riding became like this whole big thing, and then you know, people thought it was all, all the rage to ride Griffins, and then the Griffin uh, Liberation Army caught up to him and. Well, I mean, they didn't do much. They just kind of mocked him pretty mercilessly um, for days and days and days. They would walk outside of his, of his place and say, this guy's a real numbskull. He wants to ride griffins all the time. Things like that gave him a real bad feel for the whole thing. And, you know, eventually he just uh, he just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. I, I don't even know where he is these days. You know, He's decided that, obviously, the spotlight isn't quite for him. Uh, but all of that is uh, is story for another day, I suppose. And uh, I do hope that you all will all join us here next time at the Gilded Ram, Grokhaus House, and T-Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders, and I will see you next time. Yeah. All right. Hey, great episode, folks. Yeah. Great resolution. Yeah. I love it when bad guys break their legs, but don't drown in the icy cold. Waters. Well, it's
3: Good Guy Squad. We have to we have to end on a on a high note, on a good high note.
0: We haven't ended on any of them in a high note, really. But this one, this one, we did.
3: We, we were due for a win, I think. I think the good guys were due for a win.
1: I, I think they they win a lot off camera, yeah, as it were. They they've, they've solved several mysteries that the listeners haven't been privy to, but it's
0: very sure. Scooby Doo type.
3: Yeah, shit. yeah. So.
0: Nobody tells the stories when you succeed. Yeah, I guess that's true in a lot of ways.
3: Yeah, most most of, the, most of the time when we talk about it, it's just like, oh, they're off reading more bad porn books. And it's like, yeah, they're doing that, but also they're solving mysteries. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's called balance. It's called a life balance. And half
1: the time they probably don't even realize that they're solving a mystery.
3: Yeah, they're so enveloped in the bad porn books that they're reading.
1: They kind of Mr. Magoo their way through the, the mysteries, I think.
3: Sure, sure. I think that's fair. Um, gosh, gosh. Usually we start the outros with a little more energy, with a little more funny goof energy, boys. Let's. Okay, all right. We need to we need to up the goof energy for this outro. And I think the best way to do that is to read a review from a lovely, <laughs> a lovely listener. One of my favorites by Garrett Brown. I heard they were hard up for reviews. I guess none of my five-star review carrier pigeons made it to iTunes. Or maybe it's because iTunes doesn't do podcasts anymore, apparently. Thanks for the update, Ray. Luckily, I kept the carbon copies from the Carrier Pigeon office, so here are some of my old reviews for you in no particular order. <coughs> pies? I love pies too. Man, these guys are great. hand faced robots? Where do they come up with this stuff? It's too funny. Ezra's my favorite character. Tied with Mort. Or is it Morte? Lola and even Jasper. I retract a previous review, no. <laughs> I retract a previous review. No longer are these characters my favorite. Chunky McKickflip all the way. Chunky McKickflip no. Who's this new Kitsune character? Cami? I think she's going to be a great addition. I already love her. OMG, sporks are magic. That makes so much sense. Hollis is the coolest half shark ever. Love it. You get the idea. It's a great podcast. Give them a listen and show them some love.
0: That was a great series of podcasts. I was or of podcast yes. reviews. I was going to. Brooke, issue sure. with the fact that, like, apparently in this this world, you've listened to the most recent episode, but then you're talking about Cammy just joining. But I, I, I this is this is the problem with scanning a review like yeah. this when it's uh, really? like one of the seminal works of American, uh, I, I guess, writing in general. Literature uh, is that you know you got to really, yeah, sure. that's what they call it. You got to like you got to really get in there with a fine tooth comb yeah. and just really sift through it.
3: Yeah, we don't we don't skim our reviews, folks. If you leave us a five star review, Adam will skim it really quick before we record and not really get the gist of it. But then we'll read it for sure. Like we'll definitely read it for sure. Live. And then
0: I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, I um, I yeah, I have the au- I have the inverse of an auditory processing disorder.
3: I see. <laughs> an I auditory processing um, um, disorder. Um,
0: here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing that I I do I, I, I do want to say. I was a little disappointed. I did check my PO box. Do you know how many reviews we got through the PO box? There's At least seven. seven? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Oh, um, but <laughs> here's the problem: I got out of the post sure. office, and well, you know, I slipped in a puddle, oh, uh, and I just fell right in that puddle, the puddle, and I didn't drop the like the, any oh, of them in the puddle. Great. But then, as I was getting up out uh-huh. of the puddle. Uh, a bigger kid came and knocked me back down into ah, the pool, and that's where all of them—that's where all of them got all wet. And I got them home, and I tried to dry them off, and I dried them off. But when I opened them up, it was just mud um, inside. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, I guess I didn't do a good job carrying them. So home. if you
3: mailed your review to Adam's PO box, then a, a Biff Tannen character kind of came in and just messed all that up. So what I'm saying is like. Just we need you it. to review more and if you could send them in triplicate so that we it, you know in case part of it falls he can like rip that yellow piece off the mm-hmm. top and then we'll have the carbon copy of that so we need right. five star reviews in mail but also in triplicate in case of a, a, a bif tannin occurrence
0: the only solace i have here is that it's possible that this review that we just read was one of the reviews that I the see. paper copy got ruined and so that one at least i know is saved i mean it technically it could have been
1: could be. all of them because that was several reviews was. One. so it could have been at least seven
0: of those were this review okay that makes me feel better now here's a question for you John is this review fraud because this is seven reviews in one is this review fraud can you do this can you multi-vote like this that's a good point I'll need
1: to bring it up with my congressman and find out because we have those in the UK
0: we don't it's good to know good to know i'm glad that we've reversed that representation no taxation without representation thing to we're not going to pay your taxes but you're going to get representation in our government i think that was a good final point to the american revolution that people don't really talk about often. yeah sure, sure, sure. hey Hands off if you're uh, if you're ready for a revolution check out twitter <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> because
3: revolutionary shit's going on there in twitter huh
0: I mean, I guess not really, but it's a social media revolution. People are talking about it. Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Twitter at Brute Force Cast. You can follow. I mean, you can follow Carly on Twitter at Animated Me with the easiest threes. You can follow Adam on Twitter at
3: <laughs> the Adam Get it out of the way.
0: Get it out of <laughs> the follow- way. Now it feels like it's. It's sure. Like, a, a, a chore that's like, okay, I guess I'll eat my peas before I have my cheeseburger. Like, come on. God, Why are you eating peas and cheeseburger yeah, anyway? Yeah, that's, that's
3: a weird co- uh, combo. You can follow uh, Patrick... Ooh, you're the one eating it. Okay. All right, great. You can follow Patrick Rankin, whose diet consists of nothing but ground beef and peas, uh, at Patrick underscore Rankin on Twitter.
0: Beef and peas, beef and peas. I love me some beef and peas. That's my... Pat Rankin impression. That's a song he sings. Pat really is the cheeseburger of brute force. If you think about it, he's the cheeseburger. Cheese,
1: I he's think the
3: cheeseburger. Uh, I'm the.
0: You can follow Ray at Mr. Unladylike.
3: You can follow John on Twitter at newser with a Z, not a Z.
1: And you can follow Adam again at the Adam Pesh.
3: Yeah, because he's hit the dessert twice. as well. <laughs> he's the he's the piece and the dessert. Great.
0: Yeah only a british person only an englishman would would have peas for dessert folks
3: Seems Ooh. like a pea
0: pudding type situation would be a thing that would be in your cuisines. Roasted. If beans and breakfast, you could have peans, peas for dessert. It's a wild <laughs> okay, man's world all right. You almost
3: said peas for dessert. You absolutely almost said peas for dessert, and that has a whole. Peas on,
0: t- <laughs> on, on toast.
3: Peas on
0: toast. Hashtag peas on toast.
3: That's 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 what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying now. Instead of sports or magic or ham or whatever, peas on toast.
0: Alright, goodbye. Enjoy the the rest peans of the week. On
3: toast, uh,
0: have peas, peans, peans on toast, mate. Have peas on on
3: toast. <laughs> We're so British now.
0: <laughs> Stickums.